0: Welcome to episode 224 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada. Thanks for joining me this Wednesday morning to talk about pinball. Now, I have to say, I got a ton of responses from you guys out there. Thank you so much. Um, when I asked the question, what would be your top three buy it now, sight unseen, pinball themes that you would love to see manufactured. And I'm going to just open up that email chain I have with, and I'm going to read your stuff. I haven't read it yet because I actually want to be surprised and, and give you my real-time feedback on what your suggestions are for the pinball machines that you really, really want. All right? Um, so we're going to do that. And that's going to take up the majority of this show. Now, we're also going, hopefully, going to get... Uh, Zombie Yeti on the show real soon because I know you guys have been talking all about uh, the Iron Maiden artwork and what's going to be on the LE and what's going to be on the premium. And I think it kind of might make sense to have him come on when those images are revealed because I want to talk to him about creating those packages. And I think without them out there, he won't be able to say too much because he's still waiting for approval on them. But I have to say, man, you guys who are getting an Iron Maiden LE, Uh, I know you feel really special right now because it is unobtainium. They are sold out everywhere. Everywhere. You can't get one. I'm really curious to see when the first ones go up um, and to see how much over MSRP they're going to go for because this thing is not going to go for $9,000. I can tell you that right now. All right. Now, before I read your top three themes that you would love to see in pinball, I have to sort of just cover this. This is probably the most ridiculous item. Uh, I thought it was an April Fool's joke when someone sent it to me, but it's actually real. On April 1st, 2018, the Sydney Morning Herald wrote a story about a British businessman who came to Australia recently to resurrect this hydrofoil boat that he remembers fondly as a child. Now, you normally would not care about a story like this, but the reason why you probably do care about a story like this is that British businessman who is now in Australia trying to resurrect some hydrofoil boat goes by the name of Andrew Highway. Now, there are two parts of this story that are really interesting because I don't want to read the whole thing, but there's two... Um, paragraphs that should pique everybody's attention in the pinball world. And I want to read for you what those two lines are. Okay. All right. So here we go. Cause this one, the first one is a doozy. All right. So this paragraph says now 30 years since he left Sydney, the British businessman who sold his successful company, highway pinball last year, is embarking on a new enterprise to bring the last remaining Sydney hydrofoil around the world on its foils back to Sydney Harbor. All right, let's stop there for a minute. He sold his successful pinball company, Highway Pinball. (laughs) I mean, what the hell? When I read that, I think when everybody read that, it was like, are you kidding me? A successful pinball company? I did find it ironic that he created a pinball company that turned into a sinking ship, and he then is now going to buy a ship and try to keep it afloat. I I, I can't. The irony is too much but that's not the only thing that's in this story that should, should really raise some eyebrows. This is the line that really, really, really kind of should have people concerned about where their money went when they gave Andrew money for Alien Pinball. So in this paragraph it says, he swiftly tracked down the shipyard, called them, offered to buy it, and by March 2016, after paying an undisclosed sum, became the owner of the last remaining Seaworthy Sydney hydrofoil. Alright, let's talk about that for a minute and, and then timing and why that's important. In March of 2016, when Andrew Highway was buying this hydrofoil for an undisclosed amount of money, he was supposed to be building your Alien pinball machines. Uh, by that point, he was you know, Alien was now shipping 2016. And what happened? The game never shipped. You didn't get your game in 2016, and Highway Pinball was on the brink of collapse. So how did a man who had no money to buy the parts people needed to make the games he promised people, how did a man who was in financial ruin on the pinball side, how did he afford to buy this large hydrofoil ship? So that's the question. That is on my mind, and it should be on your mind. And I think it just goes to show that these charlatan businessmen will always find a new environment in which to hoodwink people, in which to mislead people, in which to be dishonest. And I'm not saying that, you know, he definitely took your money from Highway Pinball and bought this hydrofoil, but man, it looks pretty damn suspicious that this guy it just sets up a business. And it, it goes into the ground, and then he takes money and buys something else. I mean, it, it does this sound like a, an individual who knows how to manage companies? And it reminds me of when Kim Mitchell found that information about how all of Andrew Highway's previous companies uh, collapsed or went or, 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 or you know declared bankruptcy or were declared insolvent, and. And you guys all yelled at Kim Mitchell, being like, "Well, that's normal. That's natural. Really, really." So when you read this story, and someone who doesn't know about pinball would think that this guy is a successful businessman. And you look at the photos of Andrew Highway in this uh, in this news story, he's got his arms folded, he's all confident, he's all cocky. He sold a successful pinball company. I can't even. I just it it kind of makes me mad. It kind of makes me mad that. People who keep failing are allowed another chance and another chance and another chance. Meanwhile, there's really hardworking people out there, hardworking people that are working their asses off to deliver what they promise, and they don't, they're not quitting until they get you what they promised. And meanwhile, this guy sells the company back to the investors in in, in a complete disastrous state. And now he's all cocky in Australia with his arms folded. Like, look at me, look how great I am. I'm going to do this next. And it's just, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. And and I guess the ultimate learning for all of us out there is buyer beware, like make sure you invest your money in businessmen who know what they're doing. And I think pinball has had its sort of mixture of complete buffoons like J-Pop and Andrew and Barry and Yop, and then it's had, you know, real businessmen like Gary Stern, okay? Like Chuck, like who know how to run a business, all right? Okay, so that's, that's the ridiculous item of the day. Alright, let's change gears to a more fun topic. And let's talk about your picks for top three pinball machines that you would buy sight unseen if you heard it was being made. And that was the filter. It was real simple. It's like, what game would you buy if someone said it's being made? And we might have some overlap here. I'm just gonna start opening up the emails uh, that I got from the from March 31st on, alright? All right. <laughs> so so three franchises. So I from Jared Job. Jared, thank you for writing in. Jared said his top three are The Wizard, Fred Savage, Christian Slater, The Sandlot, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. All right. Jared, thank you for those three. I think um, if they made those three, I think you would probably be the only one in on the LE site unseen again i'm gonna i'm gonna judge all of these as to whether or not i think they would sell out site unseen and let's let's just say for hypothetical sake that all of these are going to have a limited run of 500 machines okay would they sell out the wizard the sandlot and honey i shrunk the kids i don't think they would sell out at all. All right. I got an email from All Castle Games. He said, "Hey Chris, here's my top three: um, Weird Al Music Pin, Goonies, and Army of Darkness." All right, Army of Darkness, Goonies, and Weird Al. All right. So thank you for that uh, email. I again, w- Army of Darkness. We've heard that one a lot. We've heard that rumored as a spooky title happening sometime in the future. Um, I still think out of those three, Weird Al music pin, are you really, <laughs> really? I mean, look, Weird Al is, is campy and funny, but again, I would ask, these are the these are the titles that you would, you just, you and your money would part ways with without seeing it. And again, maybe my criticisms of people's picks uh, needs to have a caveat that this is what means the most to you. So that you're letting me in on a little bit of your quirky sides of your personalities, people, and I appreciate that. Um, but I think out of those three, Only Goonies would sell out, sight unseen. All right, I got an email from Chris Pestone. Chris, thank you for writing in. He said, love the podcast. Here's my list of top three pinball I think would be big sellers. Number one, Willy Wonka. Everybody knows Willy Wonka and loves the movie. I think you could make an amazing machine with the characters from the movie. The slot machine is a huge hit. All right, let me stop there because Willy Wonka will be made. Willy Wonka is going to be Jersey Jack's machine after Toy Story if Guns N' Roses doesn't sneak in there somewhere, right? Um, So I do think that Jack will sell out sight unseen of the Willy Wonka collector's editions, especially if Jack only makes like 200 collector's editions of that machine. So I agree with you there. He goes on to number two, The Blues Brothers, another huge movie that everyone has seen probably multiple times. If you put clips from the movie in the game, it would be huge, great soundtrack. Blues Brothers is an interesting one. I think that is a theme that a lot of people love. It It's, um, you know, Dan Aykroyd, um, Jim Belushi. Uh, I've seen that movie a lot. I, I just, I, part of me is just like, I just don't think the Blues Brothers would sell out 500 Sight Unseen. I just, again, I just don't think that movie has as much of a fan base and a, and a pull as, as some of the other movies in the 80s. Okay. He then goes on to say Jaws. Unless they really screw it up, how could this not be a sellout? I completely agree, Chris. I think Jaws is an absolute home run. All right, I got Hector. Thank you so much. Hector Villalobos. Villalobos. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, Hector and Adrian. So they wrote in. Hey, Chris, love your show. Keep up the good work. Here's our list of 80s, take my money now, sight unseen games. All right. And he's got a long list here. And Hector and Adrian. So maybe they, they both put in. And I asked for three, but he broke them down by category, which is interesting. So let me read them. Music. Michael Jackson, Bon Jovi, and Pink Floyd. All right. Wow, Wacko Jacko! Like as as popular as Michael Jackson is, and the music is amazing. Um, would Michael Jackson sell out Sight Unseen? Now, here's the the, the real interesting variable with, with Michael, is his fan base is is ginormous, and people who collect his stuff are are in the millions. So if but do do those people. Do they, would they buy a pinball machine? And we saw this with Star Wars. Like, There's so many Star Wars collectors. Of course they're all going to buy the Star Wars pinball. And that didn't actually pan out. Um, so Michael Jackson, Bon Jovi, and Pink Floyd. Would those out sight unseen? I definitely, I, I look. I think Bon Jovi is another one. They're kind of like Aerosmith. I, I do love Bon Jovi music, but it is kind of corny. It is kind of corny. I mean, the guy was an Ali McBeal for for Christ's sake. Um, I, and Pink Floyd, I I definitely huge following. I think with the music pins. Sight unseen is the interesting part because I don't think Iron Maiden sells out Sight Unseen. I think it sold out like once people actually saw how amazing the Keith Elwin uh, Zombie Yeti package was. Um, so 500. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if any of those sell out. So then TV shows. He writes He-Man, The Masters of the Universe, MASH, a bit older but still in the 80s, and a good Ninja Turtle game. All right. So. Um, out of those three, and these are my these first of all, I appreciate all your guys' opinions. Like this is not right or wrong. I think He-Man Masters of the Universe, if based on the old 80s cartoon, would sell out Sight Unseen. That's just I I I'm pretty confident in that. I also think Ninja Turtles uh we've had Ninja Turtle games before. So, and Ninja Turtles is just has constantly been around in culture. So, I think it's a little bit of an, an exhausted franchise. And, 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 and yeah, I just, I just do. Um, and MASH, popular show, but eh, I, I could, I just don't see people sight unseen being that into MASH uh, to buy 500 LE pinball machines. I don't. So, then for movies, he writes Back to the Future, Halloween, Child's Play, Poltergeist, Labyrinth. Um, look, that's more than three. I'm gonna give you that. I think Back to the Future is the only one on that list that is sight unseen, selling out. And then pop culture. He wrote Kubert, Zelda, Skate or Die. So the 720. Um, again, like I, I just don't think. I think Zelda and a Super Mario Brothers pinball machine. Uh, would sell out sight unseen. I think sometimes people forget the power of the Nintendo properties and how many fans they have. And I think a, a new Super Mario's. Can you can you imagine a Super Mario's where like the you get you get the the, the sewage pipe, you get the, the green pipe, and there's a magnet on top and it grabs the ball and it makes that sound like doot, 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 doot. like it would be amazing. It would be absolutely amazing. A new Super Mario Brothers pinball machine. Um, Incredible. Imagine like a vertical upkick in which it hits the brick that collects coins and just keeps doing it. And then it sends the ball out. Um, Anyway, I think Super Mario Brothers and Zelda, but thank you, Hector, for those themes. Okay. So Ben Crane wrote in, Chris enjoyed the show as always. This time my wife was listening to, and she thought this was the best of the pinball podcast that she has ever heard. Thought I'd weigh in on some themes I'd love to see. All right, well, th- thank you. And I'm glad your, 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 your wife also enjoyed the podcast. So he wrote, Back to the Futures, Goonies, and Jaws would be huge sellers, as you mentioned. i love to see a Star Trek um, vault edition with an LCD screen based on the 1960s television series with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. All right, first of all, that's, that's a theme, man. I think Star Trek, the original Star Trek, with, with Spock and Captain Kirk um, with an LCD that was like throwback nostalgia game, sold out, sight unseen. You've I wouldn't reskin the Steve Ritchie game. I would make it all new and original, but I think you're right. He then wrote, Predator would be great if someone actually got the license and actually made it. Um, a modern pin based on Jurassic Park, Jurassic World would be a huge hit. Pulp Fiction would be great. Um, also, Guardians of the Galaxy was a dream theme for us. We bought the LE with the new code, and it has potential to be a great game as well. All right, so here's the thing. Ben, you said a lot here. I want to say this. Predator. Let's talk about that theme. I do think that the Arnold Schwarzenegger hits like Predator and Total Recall, I think we might be getting into a little bit of like early 90s with some of these themes. I, I do think there's a huge fan base for some of these games. Um... I, like I would love the Predator machine, and I think look, Kevin, he sold what 250 of them pretty much immediately. Uh, I think if a modern manufacturer said we're going to be making Predator the right way, I do think the L.E.s would sell out sight unseen. I, I I do. I think it's like the I think guys love that theme. I think Star Trek as well. Um, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. I think there's there's nuances there. I think if Jurassic park the original movie with you know the clever girls and all the lines we love and remember if that got a modern take the original film is still the classic i think that sells out sight unseen if it's jurassic world like based on the new movies um i don't think there's as much sort of appeal as the original um now if you made a game that had all the films in it Um, But you wouldn't want that because there were so many shitty Jurassic Park movies that came out in the middle. Uh, So I think the original throwback would be the way to go. Uh, All right. Okay. So he said, P.S., don't read this on the air. So I would not. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So thank you, Ben, for those suggestions. And then Pulp Fiction was his last one. And I I think Pulp Fiction to me is going to be like a really interesting pinball machine because I'm just not quite sure – I want a Pulp Fiction pinball machine. I love the movie. Like I love all of Tarantino's movies. I it's just such a weird kind of movie to make into a pinball machine. Um, it's just it's just weird to see how you would progress through that. Like which character would you play? How would it work? You know, with the movie like the Big Lebowski, like you can be the dude and then you can, you know, you can absorb the the role of being the dude and play through the movie as the dude. But who would you play through the movie as? You know, you've got all these different characters on different storylines that ultimately converge in the end of Pulp Fiction, which is amazing. But I'm not quite sure, like, how you turn that into a pinball experience. Really curious. um, But would it sell out, sight unseen? Pulp Fiction? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. So then I got an email from someone who said, all right, Chris. So real quick, this is my order. Number one, this is from Moses Overstreet. Moses, thank you for listening to the show. He said, number one, uh, Escape from New York. Number two, Mad Max Road Warrior based on the original two movies. And number three, Smokey and the Bandit. I... um, those have tons and tons of potential and also had an idea if you 're interested about an interview podcast with another person to the hobby I got into this pinball thing just a few months ago after you did from the arcade scene and also for, okay so yes we can we can definitely talk on the show my man um, let 's see escape from New York okay again sell out sight unseen would escape from New York do that no i don 't think so Mad Max um, much higher potential to sell out site unseen uh, I, I do I'm just like I'm just a little bit like those Mad Max is that 80s or like late 70s it's the, those movies are like they're really old and gritty you know they've they they they've aged okay um, I'm not sure again this is all like if they said if Stern said we're making Mad Max limited edition it sells out without even saying it I, I don't think so and I think the same is true for Smoking the Bandit I think these are popular themes for sure I just don't think they have the large enough sort of following and emotional like appeal to sell out all 500. Now, Moses, I know if they announced them, you you would be in on it, and that's the whole thing is I, I, you guys would all be in on all these. So, um, I I. I you know, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just this is just from this is like almost like a marketing exercise. All right, so here is um, a list from Mario, um, Mario Neocleus. I'm sorry, guys. If, if I butcher your names, it's not my fault. He's Mario from he's from Cyprus. All right, all the way over in like the Mediterranean. Uh, Mario, thank you for listening to the show, Marios. Um, so Mario. He says, John Wayne's War of the Worlds, um, number two, Rocky, and number three, James Bond. And he said, a few more good measures, The Matrix, The Godfather, Total Recall, and Highlander. All right, Mario, thank you for these. So John, oh, sorry, John Wayne's, sorry, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Excuse me. I was like, was John Wayne in War of the Worlds? Um, War of the Worlds, is that an 80s movie? Is that the old one? Is like the Orson Welles? I, I'm not sure. Um, I don't. I think War of the Worlds is a really cool theme. I think it could be really amazing. I just don't think that sells out Sight Unseen. Rocky's interesting because um, I do think Rocky is huge. And I do think Rocky would sell out Sight Unseen. I do. I think that's just a juggernaut um, if there's only 500 Rockies. And then James Bond. Um James Bond always comes up time and time again as being, you know, this really sought after theme for pinball. And I have to like say that I don't know how you do James Bond with so many James Bond movies out there. And I I you know, do you do the original, the Sean Connery's, do you do Uh, you know, there's like so many James Bonds out there. Uh, Daniel Craig, you you do the, you know, the, I don't know, the Roger Moores, like how do you do James Bond and there's just too many films? Um, So I think James Bond, to me, unless it was based on like one or two of like the most famous James Bond films, I don't think James Bond sells out sight unseen. Um, The Matrix is one that is from the 90s, but I do think the Matrix would sell out sight unseen. I just think the Matrix is also, to me, the Matrix. What makes it like so awesome is not just the storyline, not just the film, the visual identity of that film, but the music in it. And I think it's one of these perfect pinballs narratives. Like you're Neo, and you have to like you know get into the Matrix and like just de- you know destroy like the Sentinels and and all that stuff and save Zion. Like it's it's got the kind of narrative that makes Pinball, exciting, and the music to go with it. It's kind of like the way Daft Punk made Tron so awesome. The music in the Matrix is so freaking cool. And imagine like the stop motion, like the ball does. Like you could do stop motion things with the ball, and you're like Neo. You have to freeze them, you know. When he like freezes the bullets, and they all drop. How cool would that be? If like Neo, there's a part in the pinball machine where Neo freezes all the balls, and they all stay over like Max, and then they just drop down, kind of like a few like four or five disappearing magnets like in toden yeah <laughs> um godfather um sight unseen uh i don't think so total recall i also i you know what total recall maybe and highlander i don't think so The the very awesome movies but just the appeal is a little bit smaller um than i think people think Um, Godfather, obviously very popular. But again, is it just Godfather 1 and 2, or is it 3? And we, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if mafia movies are the best for pinball. All right, let's see. From Dan Donald. Dan, hey, dude, this was simple. Number one, Beetlejuice by Spooky Pinball. Who Framed Roger Rabbit by Jersey Jack Pinball. And Spinal Tap by Stern. Number four, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, American Pinball. I love that he associated who he would like to make each of these machines. So, Beetlejuice, um, I don't want to talk about whether or not I think each of these companies would do it justice. I do think Beetlejuice Pinball would sell out sight unseen. I, I, I just, I do. I also think like, you know, Edward Scissorhands would as well. Like I would buy an Edward Scissorhands pinball machine without even, hearing you finish the word scissor hands like that music and the Tim Burton world in Edward scissor hands is the most amazing in that movie is magic on a whole nother level Edward scissor hands like can you imagine just like the ice dance music going and like you could actually make the pinballs like just dance around and like do like like it's like they're carving the ice the 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 the, the the ice sculptures. I I, I mean, it would just be amazing. You have to, like, hit the shots to carve the ice sculpture as it's snowing and the music's playing. Anyway. Who Framed Roger Rabbit from JJP. Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, limited edition, is now available. Does it sell out? Do you say, oh, my God, I need this movie? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it's that. Spinal Tap, Stern. Um, spinal Tap, would it sell out sight unseen? It's a comedy. It's a funny movie. Um... Like again, like I just I don't I, I think the again I, I'm always saying this like big trouble with China too I don't think they sell out I think they'd be popular, but I do think these are a little bit more niche than the mainstream stuff. And again, I'm just going off of like, do these themes have enough power? The way um, Batman, Ghostbusters, you know, do they have the same kind of power of of that of Iron Maiden Ellie. And know it's hard. It, this is a really hard exercise because, we, I, again, I don't think Iron Maiden sells out the way it did if it wasn't Keith Elwin's game. I, I I, do. I think seeing it made people go in. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is another one for me. I mean, that movie is just so classic. Again, Tim Burton. Why, why Tim Burton hasn't had pinball machines is beyond me. I know someone's making a Nightmare Before Christmas homebrew game, but I think the whole Tim Burton series – are, are, are magical, aesthetically incredible, and would be sight unseen sellouts. All right. He also said 90s games. He has Total Recall, Wayne's World, and Dick Tracy. Um, I think out of all those, I would re- I would have reskinned. When I saw Kingpin, I was like, they should have reskinned this Dick Tracy. The artwork's similar. And I think it. W- it they should have got the license and made it Dick Tracy pinball. And I think it would have been bonkers. Um, and at least be different than remaking kingpin all right there's a lot more to go here guys are you on for the ride um someone sent me an email about highway pinball floats again (laughs) so uh let's see so themes i got an email from uh jay his email's blade something jay said chris i say a team pinball machine tv show not the bad movie incorporate the van as the cabinet Plus, there's a lot of mode possibilities to be had. Break Murdoch out of the mental hospital. Assemble the team. Escape the authorities. Beat the bad guys. All right. Okay. So I just want to... The topper could be the van spoiler with the red stripe. I think the classic A-team movie as a pinball machine with the LE being... Again, we're, we're supposed to be sight unseen, but um, the LE could be made to look like the van... I think you're easily going to see that sold out. Easily. And I do. That show, it's like Magnum PI. It's like so fucking good. Sorry, to curse. All right. So I got an email from Ed C. The top three in no particular order Motley Crue, Smokey and the Bandit, Friday the 13th, or Halloween. Um, Look, the crew. Another one of these like great bands, great songs. Kickstart my heart. You know, same old situation. Home sweet home. I love Motley Crue. I love driving Motley Crue in my car. Um, I think Motley Crue's uh, energy and their music is perfect for pinball. Does Motley Crue pinball sell out sight unseen? Ah, uh, 500 crew fans out there. Uh, I think so. I think it would. I think there's enough crew fans out there that it it would do it. And and Molly Crew to me is, they're like they're like cooler than Bon Jovi. They're not corny. Like they are, they are really like you know, awesome band from the 80s. And the only thing with Molly and they have like the good artwork from the 80s. I think The Machine could look gorgeous. All right. So Smoking the Bandit. We've heard this before. Again, I don't think it sells out. I think it would be popular. Friday the 13th or Halloween. Um. You know what, sight unseen, sold out, I, I don't think so, I don't, again, I think these horror movies are, I think they're fun, I just don't think people have the same, like, I need to have a Friday the 13th pinball machine, I just don't think there's that level of excitement as if it was like, you're going to have an 18 pinball machine with, the, you know, where the 18 um, van is, the cabinet, all right, so I got an email from Blake, Dumas Snail. Blake, thank you so much, all right. I'm just going to read his top three because I've got a lot to go through, and I want to cover all of you guys. So he said his top three are Back to the Future, Beetlejuice, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The characters, the call-outs, the music alone will make this a great theme, but when you add in the time-traveling phone booth and historical figures visiting the 80s, well, then it just brings it to a whole new level of fun. So, Blake, I completely agree with Back to the Future and Beetlejuice. Um, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, pinball. Again, it's like sight unseen. Sight unseen means without seeing anything, um, I'm all in on it. And I I I I just Bill and Ted's to me, it's like it's close, but I I just don't think it would sell out sight unseen. Uh he has runner-ups being Blues Brothers, Gremlins, and Jaws. Alright, and then honorable mentions. <laughs> Um, He said, these might not sell out, but they would translate very well. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Dick Tracy, and The Rocketeer? All right. You know, I love you guys because you guys, you get your top three in and you get your honorable mentions and then you get your like other things to consider. And before you know it, I'm reading out like 12 different movie themes. I'm going to keep it to the top three. I can't comment on all of these, but those are all, those all would be amazing. Um, I got an email from Michael Chalice. He said, the top three, uh, and he gives a lot of rationale for these. Spinal, this is Spinal Tap. A few good men. And then he has the whole quote about you can't handle the truth. And then here's an interesting one. When Harry met Sally, all right? And then he goes into like, imagine a wizard mode similar to the Lord of the Rings as you start to hear Meg Ryan moaning as she begins her fake orgasm. All right, Mike, Michael, Mike, I appreciate. These are all kind of funny and I love your rationales for these things. Um, I don't think When Harry Met Sally would sell at all. Neither would A Few Good Men. And Spinal Tap, I think, would, would be a decent seller, but definitely not a sight unseen, sold out film. Um, Cody Keel. Um, Cody, thank you for listening to the show. He said, "Canada loved the recent commentary on Top Gun. The depiction of the Nuthugger high five cracked me up. His top three are Transformers, the movie, Big Trouble in Little China, and Blade Runner. All right. You hit on all of these except for Transformers, which I have to admit is isn't a very mainstream film but is one that I hold most dear. All right, so here's here's the thing. Um Cody, you I feel like we we have like we're, we're like brothers from from you know different mothers here. Transformers the movie to me is the greatest animated movie of all time. It is one of the most underrated and underappreciated animated films, but it's not really because every single Transformers fan, every real Transformers fan holds that movie with such high regard and esteem and accolades and praise. It is beyond believable how well that movie continues to hold up even today when you watch it in 2018. The soundtrack in it is still the greatest soundtrack from any animated film ever. Um, It was so progressive for its time. I mean, they killed Optimus Prime in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Kids were crying. They had to leave the theater. The amount of risks that Hasbro took with that film um, is incredible. And I think they, you know it's the last movie that Orson Welles ever did as the voice of Unicron. And the storyline is so great of the Autobots and the Decepticons having to unite to beat a common foe in Unicron and the matrix of leadership and what that means and all the the story that is developed in that film, Hot Rod becoming Rodimus Prime, you know, Arise Now, Rodimus Prime. The lines are so good. Sight unseen. that To me, that would be the last pinball machine I would ever buy. If you told me that I could buy Transformers the movie G1, limited edition, but if we made it, we would never sell you another pinball machine for the rest of your life, I'd be like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Like that is that is my favorite 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 film from from being a kid. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. We've talked a lot about that. I think it would do, it would be an interesting one. I wouldn't be surprised if it sold out, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't sell out. Um, Blade Runner. I think would sell out. I think it has a large enough fan base, and I think it's just that cool. It's just that cool kind of theme that would be perfect for pinball. All right, I got an email from Greg. Greg over, like, oh, let's see. Hey, Canada. here is my wish list from the 70s, 80s, and 90s themes. I didn't list Jaws or Back to the Future since you listed them on your podcast. Number three, The Warriors, 1979. Great movie. Warriors, come out and play. Um, the Warriors, Predator, and Wayne's World. All right. All right, so we talked a lot about these other ones here. So we didn't talk about Warriors, so let's, let's address that one. I, um, Warriors, again, so we're making the Warriors pinball machine based on the Warriors movie. Limited edition, without even seeing anything. Does it sell out? Love the movie, it doesn't sell out. He has some honorable mentions here. Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. Um, Scarface, Ace Ventura, The Sandlot. All right, look, out of all those... Out of all those, I think Scarface would have the best chance of selling out. I think a Scorsese's Scarface movie, and again, because Scarface is just easier to to. It's one film. It's one film with so many iconic scenes and lines in it. All right, I got an email from Joe Zankas. Joe writes: Number one, Back to the Future. Number two, Goonies, and number three, Die Hard. All right, Joe, we agree. I think all of those, all of those would sell out sight unseen. My God, Scott Coleman wrote in. Scott, you listed like 15 things here. He said, hey, Canada, I really enjoy the show, and I like that you have a new episode up fairly often. It gives me something to listen to at work fairly often. Scott, we're up like three times a week. There's no other pinball podcast that even comes close to this cadence. They might beat me on quality, but I've got them on quantity. <laughs> <laughs> So for pinball machines theme based on the 80s, I will list movies, but I think you are missing out on themes that could be based off TV shows, animation, and toys. Well, look, I I, I agree. I, I didn't, did I say only movies? I thought I said 80s. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. He said top three that would sell out without seeing it. Number one, Big Trouble in Little China. Number two, Blade Runner. Number three, Mad Max. For pinball themes based on the 80s i think um stuff like he goes gi joe he-man akira ghost in the shell quantum leap macgyver mash transformers garbage pale kids and barbie all right well scott thank you for that amazing list. i think out of those gi joe he-man again men buy these machines gi joe he-man i love akira to death but man it's it's kind of niche um, I'd be curious if there's enough anime fans to go in for that and Ghost in the Shell, Quantum Leap, no way, bro, MacGyver, no way, MASH, no way, Transformers, yes, Garbage Pail Kids, no way, Barbie, no way. All right, all right. Look, I'm like, I'm like, I gotta shut shut down some of these quicker than others. All right, let's see, let's go here. Sorry guys, I got popped out of my email. Got another email from Brad Laundry. Um, he said, Chris, have, having been listening for about a year now, I really enjoy your show and appreciate your stream of consciousness content. Sure, this may get you into trouble now and again, but that's what makes it enjoyable. As a suggestion for a future show, it would be interesting to hear an interview with a distributor such as Cointaker and Pinball Star as opposed to Pinheads and Collectors. Um, Brad from Rochester, Brad, thank you. I actually talked to Pinball Star before and I also, I, I think I had CoinTaker on once, Chris from CoinTaker. I'll get them back on the show. I talk to these guys all the time offline, um, but you're right. I think we're long overdue to have a, a distributor join the show. All right, getting back into our themes. I got an email from Eric Higgins. Eric, thank you for listening to the show. He said, "Canada. after listening to your latest podcast where you went through 80s movies titles that would make a good pin, I couldn't help but wonder why 80s toy lines are never mentioned. What five to 10 toy lines do you think would make great PIM from the 80s? Um, how badass would it be to have Stern or JJP produce G1 Transformers, Masters of the Universe, G.I. Joe, um, ARAH, oh, a real American hero. <laughs> Sorry guys, sometimes you go deep into the, the universes here. Shouldn't one of those companies go after these licenses? Um, or have something like an original theme using company specifics, um, let's say Hasbro mashup toy lines like GI Joe Transformers. With uh, okay, so he's saying combining like Hasbro toy lines. There's no way they'll do that. I mean, I've I've worked with Hasbro directly. They they hold these properties sacred. It won't. They'll never have like a Transformers meets GI Joe pinball machine. It's now, this isn't Hanna-Barbera where it's like Scooby-Doo and and the Jetsons are in the same episode um, for your your enjoyment. Uh, he said, if I had to choose one toy line, I'd have to say Masters of the Universe would be an instant pre-order sellout. After seeing Spooky Pinball's Alice Cooper, I strongly feel that Castle Grayskull was the design inspiration. Curious to hear your thoughts if you're ever in Kensington, California. Um, I'd love to show you around. All right, Eric, thank you so much. Look, I, I agree. I, I agree that um, the movies are not the only things that we are in, emotionally connected to from this time period. The toy lines are also uh, just as powerful and could make just as great of a pinballed experience. And I think all the ones you mentioned, you got the big ones, man. G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man. All of those sell out sight unseen now i'm curious as to why no one said Voltron, which I also think Voltron the the five lions forming Voltron would be an incredible incredible pinball machine experience and Voltron's got like they got Mumbra, you know they've got all like the villain they've got uh, all the cool like the, the the visual identity of Voltron, I think, would make for an amazing sight unseen, sold out, pinballed experience. But I think you guys are right, and it is an interesting question why these manufacturers are not going after these toy lines. Now, here's my guess, and again, because I've worked with Hasbro on many, many projects. Here's the issue with these companies, and it's annoying, and I know it's annoying. They only wanna focus on the present day variations of these popular lines. So even though you don't know it, there are new versions of Transformers and G.I. Joe and like Ninja Turtles. There's all these new toy lines that have constantly been coming out. There's actually even new, you know, TV shows based around Transformers and whatnot. And it's really hard to get them excited about letting someone license and promote in 2018 what came before. And I really, really, really wish um, there was more throwback stuff that was coming out from those lines from the 80s. And I just think the licensors and the IP holders might make it difficult if, say, Stern Pinball said, we want to do Transformers the movie, the original. And look look at, we got a Transformers pin. And it was based on the crappy Michael Bay movies. And nobody really, really wants those films to be the pinball experience of transformers they'd rather be the 80s movie and the 80s cartoon but that's the problem if you want to do a team they're going to want you to do like the new A Team movie if you want to do you know i'm trying to think about something new that's coming out if you want to do the original jurassic park pinball machine i bet they're going to make you do the new movie and it's just because the studios will force them in that direction all right all right let's see um Let's see, top five from Peter Gersten. Peter wrote, hey, Chris, my top five, sorry, more than three. Number one, Jaws. Awesome with the sound, the call outs. We need a bigger boat. I agree. Back to the Future, Godfather, Predator, and Kill Bill. All right, so what do I think of these? Um, Well, Jaws, yes. Back to the Future, yes. Godfather, I don't think so. Predator, maybe, yes. Kill Bill is another one. A Tarantino movie, Super freaking cool. Um, but it's new. I mean, Kill Bill is like a much newer film. And I'm just, I'm just not sure like Kill Bill Pinball like sold out sight unseen. I just, again, like I just don't think it would be that way. I think people would have to see it before handing over their money. I don't think people love Kill Bill that much. Like, if you were to ask the buyer base, uh, the 40 to 60 year old, what would you rather see? A He Man, um, masters of the universe pinball machine or kill bill it's like no it's not even like close he-man baby he-man um he said but with all these themes it is how it's executed look at star wars aliens game of thrones all great themes with huge fan bases but the pin doesn't work um and i think he's right like But the thing is this. Is Star Wars sold out sight unseen? Like, all the LE slots were taken. Star Wars was an interesting one because it's like when we saw it, we didn't want it. And I I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen before in pinball where, like, the theme was something that sold out before people ever saw it, and then when they actually revealed it, people bailed. And I think it just goes to show, too, like, what a miss. What a miss Star Wars really was. It's going to go down as just, like... What could have been? It always will go down as that. All right, all right. I I'm, I think I'm pretty much done with emails. I got one more, but the title is spooky. So let me read this: "Spooky Pimble" um, from Joseph, L- from Joe, from Joe Plainfield. He's Joe Plainfield on Side. He said, hey, Chris. Hope you're enjoying your time in Ireland." One of the few places I've never been. It sounds amazing. Don't forget to take your time for yourself. Travel is never about where you go. It's the people you're with. I I agree completely, man. said, anyway, in your last podcast, you were talking about spooky sales of Alice Cooper. If you listen to Charlie's podcast, you'll hear they may sell out at the time of the Midwest show. Obviously, he's trying to create hype, but he is also aware of his brand. Um Brian, you mentioned in your previous podcast that you weren't sure why Charlie congratulates, oh, I don't know he says this is Brian here. <laughs> I'm not Brian, I'm Chris. Um, he said you mentioned in your last podcast that you weren't sure why Charlie congratulated Stern on their release. Chris, since you work in marketing, you know that brand can be more powerful than the products. I'm pretty sure that Charlie is trying to create a warm, fuzzy brand to go against Stern. That's how he wins. He also openly projects himself as vulnerable, which is what strong leaders do. He's created a company culture that has brought on such a great team that it's going to be hard to beat. Spooky is here to stay. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Look forward to your next podcast. Sorry for the typos. Um, I'm dictating this to Siri. So it's Siri's fault he called me, Brian. So, Joe, I forgive you. We're still buddies. Um, Look, I... The the reason why I thought it was a little strange for competitors to be congratulating um, other companies on their products is you just don't see that. And I do agree that I think Charlie did it because um, Spooky is not trying to be like a traditional company. They're not trying to be a traditional competitor. They are just trying to make pinball machines at a capacity in which they can make it and at a quality level they are capable of. And we see with each game, they're making their games better and better. And I do agree that Spooky is here to stay because Spooky ran their business like a real business and they understand how to stay in business, which is something that a lot of the other, you know, new to the game boutique companies fail to do. Um, And, you know, I I, I think there's still a lot of question marks on the long-term viability of like a highway pinball or a Dutch pinball. You know, how many Houdinis do they have to sell to make money? And they might not make a profit on game number one, but is that okay? Like, can they, can American Pinball weather that storm if they're not making money and get to game two? Now, if game two is Oktoberfest, you might as well put the, you know, we're closed for business sign on the door. I think if anyone is listening to this podcast right now, Mr. Josh Kugler and Joe Balser and Davo and, 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 you know, Jersey Jack and all our friends, you heard it here. These are the themes people want. These are the themes people would pay for without even seeing it. And we saw a lot of overlap. You know, if you're Jerry at P3 and Multimorphic, I don't care how much money it takes. If you're Robert Mueller over at Deep Root, I don't care what the licensing cost is. These themes, these themes that we keep hearing over and over again, people would spend whatever it takes to get that pinball machine in their home. And because there is nothing quite like the power, the emotional power of a nostalgic theme that we've been dreaming about. And this hobby is really interesting to me because There are like, there are every once in a while, there's like that special title that is just the The theme that you have been waiting years and years and years for and when it happens and the game itself delivers on that theme, it's like it's never leaving your home. And you know which games those are. You're staring at those games in your game room every night. You just will never want to live in a world in which you don't own that game because that game means that much to you and you have that much fun playing it. And one of the reasons you have that much fun playing it is not just because of the pinball experience. It's because it's a theme that means so much to you. You know, I, I I remember when I was a little kid watching the Transformer movie. I remember crying when Optimus Prime died. I remember playing with Transformer toys with my brother. I, I just I remember these moments like they were here yesterday, and they they almost mean more to me than all the social stuff I do as an adult. You know, when you're an adult, it's weird. You know, stuff doesn't have the same magic. It doesn't have the same innocence. Um, And when we were kids, when we were kids, and when I was a kid in the 80s, you know, I think we even became more obsessed with these things because they were our only outlet like we didn't run to the internet we didn't run to devices i didn't know what release date the new toy line was coming out i didn't have people reviewing the toys on youtube and spoiling everything for me you know when we were kids uh, going into the toy store was like a magical moment where you saw something for the first time. The same way when we used to go into the arcade, even in going to the movies. I mean, it was this serendipitous age where things really connected with us more because we connected with those things more because those things had more of our attention. And, and, and I say this as someone who works in marketing and understands the adD world we live in today, where I look at kids, man, I look at kids staring at phones, staring at tablets and and I, and I just it, it makes me so sad to think that an entire generation of people are growing up without imaginations without um, the ability to like wait for something without the ability to dream about what something will be like without the ability to formulate their own opinion about something because by the time it's happened in the world, a, a thousand like jerk offs have already either like shit on it or spoiled it on social media. I mean, the world is just it, it, it's just this schizophrenic ADD jumping from one thing to the next. And, and no one's ever satisfied with what they have and they don't savor anything anymore. It's just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And we even see that behavior a little bit in pinball, right? It's like Iron Maiden is the hot thing right now. It is everything to so many people. And then it's like, well, what's next? <laughs> you know, it's like we literally, we, we, we can't just enjoy what we have for a long time. We always need to replace that feeling with something new. And it's just the way... You know, media works, it's the way the internet works, it's the way our our brains are now being hardwired to not just be happy with the thing we got and enjoy it. You know, when we were kids, we got toys, and even if it wasn't the best toy, like we used our imaginations to make the playtime fun. You know, if you go back now and you go play some of those old video games we used to have or even some of the old toys we used to have, you you might like look at them and be like, Oh man, I can't believe like this meant so much to me. But there's a reason why. There's a reason why, like, Garbage Pail Kids were, like, so awesome to collect and find. And, you know, you had a friend who had the complete first set. And you're like, oh, my God, how did he get all them? And there were so much. And I remember, like, buying the first set of Garbage Pail Kids for, like, 50 bucks. And when I was a kid, like, 50 bucks was, like, so much money. But I had them. And it was, like, amazing. And I, like, was so ha- – every day I would look at them. I would play with them. And it was just like, man, like that $50 purchase actually was like more magical to me than like some of these like thousand, eight thousand, ten thousand dollar pinball machines that, you know, we're we're just trying to convince ourselves that th- there's meaning there. You know, it's like the same way I feel about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like I like the movies, but like the pinball machine, it just it's just not there. It's just, I want, I want an eight to nine thousand dollar toy to have a level of magic to it that really, really, really makes me feel like that kid inside again. And I know for some of you out there, you know, you all have your pinball machine that does that. And that's sort of what we're chasing after. We're just these grown adults who, who all really refuse to grow up. Like anyone who's in the pinball, arcade machines, like we refuse to grow up. And, and, and that's, that's awesome because there is no more magical time than when you're a kid and life is more innocent and, and, and you make your friendships based on people you really like. You know, when you get older, you have to become friends with people because there, you might, there might be an agenda attached to it. I, I need to get this person to like me because they're my boss. When you're a kid, you're, you don't have to live like that, right? And that's why, man, it's like I'm happy you guys listen to this podcast. I'm happy you guys are buying pinball machines. I'm happy there's still an army of people out there that just refuse to grow up you know, that, that, that want to drive muscle cars that, that put CO2 into the environment, that pop wheelies, that still play Nintendo, you know, that still like flip pinball machines on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, you could be reading sophisticated magazines and books all day long, but you choose to play. And I think play and the art of, be- of playing and being playful is what the world needs right now. I mean, the news is always so goddamn negative. I think people need to learn, you know, to respect each other and have more fun and play around again with life. Like, life should be enjoyed, all right? That's my little... I'm gonna get off the goddamn soapbox. I gotta get to work. But I wanna thank you guys for writing in on all these themes. I hope we see all of these amazing themes in our lifetime. And I know that Stern understands the power of nostalgia. I think Jersey Jack is gonna get there with Wonka and Toy Story. And I think, you know, enough with these bullshit themes that nobody really, really wants. Like WWE, come on. Mustang, come on. You know, we can do better. We can do better, all right? Everyone, have a great day. And hopefully we'll have Zombie Yeti on soon and I'll get some distributors on and some other people. Um, But everyone, everyone, thank you for staying young at heart. Have a good one.